Monday of the twelfth week in ordinary time. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Sing praise to God who reigns above, the God of all creation, the God of power, the God of love, the God of our salvation. With healing balm my soul he fills, and every faithless murmur stills. To God all praise and glory. What God's almighty power hath made, his gracious mercy keepeth. By morning glow or evening shade, his watchful eye never sleepeth. Within the kingdom of his might, lo, all is just and all is right. To God all praise and glory. Then all my gladsome way along I sing aloud thy praises, that men may hear the grateful song my voice unwearied raises. Be joyful in the Lord, my heart, both soul and body bear your part. To God all praise and glory. O ye who name Christ's holy name, give God all praise and glory. All ye who own his power proclaim aloud his wondrous story. Cast each false idol from his throne, the Lord is God and he alone. To God all praise and glory. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. How good God is to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling, my steps had almost slipped. For I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains, their bodies are sound and sleek, they have no share in men's sorrows, they are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace, they clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice, their minds seethe with plots. They scoff, they speak with malice, from on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, How can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them, such are the wicked, but untroubled they grow in wealth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence, when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. Then I said, If I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem, too hard for my mind to understand. Until I pierced the mysteries of God, and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord. When you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so, when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence. You were holding me by my right hand. You guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? Apart from you I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. 
All those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. It is good to be with you, Father, in you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. To savor your words is my delight, O Lord. Honey itself is not sweeter. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Philistines rallied their forces for battle at Soko in Judah, encamped between Soko and Ezekah at Ephes Demim. Saul and the Israelites also gathered and camped in the vale of the Terebinth, drawing up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines were stationed on one hill and the Israelites on an opposite hill, with a valley between them. A champion named Goliath of Gath came out from the Philistine camp. He was six and a half feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a bronze corselet of scale armor weighing 5,000 shekels and bronze greaves and had a bronze scimitar slung from a baldric. The shaft of his javelin was like a weaver's heddle bar, and its iron head weighed 600 shekels. His shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why come out in battle formation? I am a Philistine, and you are Saul's servants. Choose one of your men, and have him come down to me. If he beats me in combat and kills me, we will be your vassals. But if I beat him and kill him, you shall be our vassals and serve us. The Philistine continued, I defy the ranks of Israel today. Give me a man and let us fight together. Then David spoke to Saul, Let your majesty not lose courage. I am at your service to go fight this Philistine. Saul clothed David in his own tunic, putting a bronze helmet on his head and arming him with a coat of mail. David also girded himself with Saul's sword over the tunic. He walked with difficulty, however, since he had never tried armor before. He said to Saul, I cannot go in these because I have never tried them before. So he took them off. Then, staff in hand, David selected five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's bag. With his sling also ready to hand, he approached the Philistine. With his shield-bearer marching before him, the Philistine also advanced closer and closer to David. When he had sized David up and seen that he was youthful and ruddy and handsome in appearance, he held him in contempt. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come against me with a staff? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods and said to him, Come here to me and I will leave your flesh for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered him, You come against me with sword and spear and scimitar, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel that you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will leave your corpse and the corpses of the Philistine army for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Thus the whole land shall learn that Israel has a God. All this multitude, too, shall learn that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, 
and he shall deliver you into our hands. The Philistine then moved to meet David at close quarters, while David ran quickly toward the battle line in the direction of the Philistine. David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone, hurled it with the sling, and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone embedded itself in his brow, and he fell prostrate on the ground. Thus David overcame the Philistine with sling and stone. He struck the Philistine mortally, and did it without a sword. Then David ran and stood over him. With the Philistine's own sword which he drew from its sheath, he dispatched him and cut off his head. The Lord has saved me from the lion's mouth and the claws of the bear. He will deliver me from the hands of my enemies. God has sent me his faithfulness and love. He has rescued me from the midst of lions. He will deliver me from the hands of my enemies. A reading from a treatise on Christian perfection by St. Gregory of Nyssa, Bishop. No one has known Christ better than Paul, nor surpassed him in the careful example he gave of what anyone should be who bears Christ's name. So precisely did he mirror his master that he became his very image. By a painstaking imitation, he was transformed into his model, and it seemed no, to be no longer Paul who lived and spoke, but Christ himself. He shows his keen awareness of this grace when he refers to the Corinthians' desire for proof that Christ was speaking in him. As he says, It is no longer I who live, it is Christ who lives in me. Paul teaches us the power of Christ's name when he calls him the power and wisdom of God, our peace, the unapproachable light where God dwells, our expiation and redemption, our great high priest, our paschal sacrifice, our propitiation, when he declares him to be the radiance of God's glory, the very pattern of his nature, the creator of all ages, our spiritual food and drink, the rock and the water, the bedrock of our faith, the cornerstone, the visible image of the invisible God. He goes on to speak of him as the mighty God, the head of his body, the church, the firstborn of the new creation, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep, the firstborn of the dead, the eldest of many brothers. He tells us that Christ is the mediator between God and man, the only begotten Son crowned with glory and honor, the Lord of glory, the beginning of all things the king of justice and of peace, the king of the whole universe, ruling a realm that has no limits. Paul calls Christ's by many other titles too numerous to recall here. Their cumulative force will give some conception of the marvelous content of the name Christ, revealing to us his inexpressible majesty insofar as our minds and thoughts can comprehend it. Since by the goodness of God we who are called Christians have been granted the honor of sharing this name, the greatest, the highest, the most sublime of all names. It follows that each of the titles that express it meaning, its meaning should be clearly reflected in us. If we are not to lie when we call ourselves Christians, we must bear witness to it by our way of living. Let all who take refuge in you be glad and rejoice forever. Protect them, and those who love your name will exult in you. They will walk in the light of your presence and rejoice in your name all day long. And those who love your name will exult in you. Let us pray. Father, guide and protector of your people, grant us an unfailing respect for your name, and keep us always in your love. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, 
forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks. Thanks. 